Grace to you and peace from God, the Father, for the good shepherd of his sheep, he has risen from the dead. Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. The season of Easter is not merely, as you know, celebration about resurrected triumph of Jesus. It draws a heavy emphasis on the care he brings over sin, death, and the devil. This Sunday stands out with that theme, and most know it, and I already shared it with you, as Good Shepherd Sunday. The older name of this shepherding by Jesus Sunday was Misericordia Domini, which means Mercy of the Lord Sunday. It goes back even further than the medieval times that focused on that shepherding of Jesus. It goes back to the Old Testament how God was like a shepherd to Israel. And even King David declared those words that you all know of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, the great king of Israel, called upon God to shepherd him. This love by Christ, of course, is for his individual unique sheep but it includes care for the whole flock. All three of our readings today draw out the work rendered by the great shepherd. Did you catch where it was? When the baptized gathered for Pentecost, the Lord added to their numbers those being saved. When the church fled from sufferings that Peter was mentioning in his epistle, He celebrated the return to the shepherd and overseer of your souls, those who had fled because of fear of persecution. And lastly, I mean, I know you caught John chapter 10, you got that one. That one is obviously the most famous gospel text about the shepherd of Jesus himself who proclaims that reality of him who cares for the sheep. Now, while care stands out for the whole flock, you have to wonder about something that really is kind of unique because you don't hear every part of chapter 10. The way we have it structured, you'll have a different part next year. But this year, you hear a lot of talk about this door. It's kind of weird, all right? Doors serve plenty of purposes. We go through them all the time. But here it is, this door is for identification and for protection. Jesus, the only good shepherd and door of the sheep, gives us abundant life. We know this by his forgiveness. And so we might first want to say the obvious from what you hear about all the stuff Jesus talks about. Why can't people just use the door? That's what they're there for anyway. And that's kind of the problem. Instead of a picture about a shepherd and sheep out in a field, Jesus, you have to understand, speaks this imagery at a very specific occasion and a place. His words were to the Pharisees. And the disciples were kind of listening in. Jesus had found, we had this story several weeks ago, Jesus had found the seen blind man who was cast out 
by the Jews and the Pharisees, and you remember where that was at? He found him at the temple. So all this talk about thieves and robbers not using the door was being directly spoken to the Pharisees. And their false holiness opposed the good shepherd. And in their darkness, as the text said, they did not understand what Jesus was saying to them. Not using the door meant the Pharisees and others were against God and even the temple. The temple was the spiritual sheepfold where God cared for his people as they gathered to him. And so Jesus, by his holiness, was the true shepherd of Israel, and he said to him, the gatekeeper opens. The heavenly father let the voice of the gospel ring out from his son to call and name his sheep. But the big thing is, is how he said he would lead them out. By that perfect sacrifice offered on the cross, the temple door that would lead to the holies of holies. Well, Jesus isn't crucified there. He was crucified outside of Jerusalem. And so he would lead them out of all of that. Okay. Because of his holiness. And all because he was the good shepherd of the sheep. For us today, here's what it means. There's plenty of preaching and teaching that does not use the door. In the most basic way in a secular society that we live in today, it flat out rejects Jesus as Savior and Lord. So you're just going to have to be wise enough just not to pay too much attention. Because in a free society with freedom of speech, you're going to get a lot of chatter and a lot of false shepherds speaking not in the name of Jesus or directing anybody to him. However, we know a little bit more. The gatekeepers of the sheepfold God has given are the called pastors of his church. Those whom the church, the baptized, have called to do this work. And of course, the work happens in two ways. The holy law of God's word is to keep the door closed to carelessness and deception that so easily happens. And so the law speaks truth. Instead of a wall, though, because something's closed doesn't mean it's a wall, right? Instead of a wall, the door also opens. And it opens to the good shepherd, for he comes with the care of his holiness, of which is given and shed for you his sheep. That's the big thing. The door's closed to the law. You'll hear that truth, and then the love of Jesus is welcomed in to care for you with his word. As Luther puts it this way, we are to keep the law, but not trust in it. For faith alone will keep us and comfort us with Christ's pasture. Jesus uses more than the door as the shepherd, as he comes in and out. But he kind of says it right up. I am the door. And so this is the door risen up from the dead of God's son over sin, death, and the devil. 
Early in his ministry, you know what Jesus would tell those who opposed him? Very early in John chapter 2, he would say, destroy this temple, and in three days I will rise it up. So out of the cross, the Father has made the gospel secure in his Son, and entrance into this sheepfold comes through faith in him. Jesus was not denying any to be his sheep, and the invitation was even before the Pharisees, what Jesus was talking about, this door and being the temple, finally, of his true body. He proclaimed, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. So since the I am by Jesus is his claim to be God, Okay, remember, God was in the temple and he was the one that had the doors and that kept the sheep full. And Jesus is saying, I am the door, I'm God. He was the door not simply to the Father, but to a whole new kind of sheepfold. The holy way Jesus sent out his church into the world declares this. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. So the church, the sheepfold, and the pastors who indeed are the gatekeepers are bringing Jesus to the world and to you, his sheep, who have been baptized in his name. And so that's good news, so long as all churches keep Jesus and also the gift of baptism front and center. Baptism, as you know, is a birth of new life by God's word in the water but it also is to identify the door where he died, where we died, and rose with Jesus. Not some ritual of man or something of our making, but a true means of grace to trust what God has opened to me in you and his son. I love the church here because you keep the baptismal font front and center. So you come into the church and you can't get to the church service without seeing the baptismal font that calls you back to your baptism and to enter through Jesus, through death and resurrection in him, to repent and believe the gospel. It is in Christ we all receive the gifts of salvation for protection and comfort. And so the sacrifice of Jesus as the good shepherd promises access into his sheepfold. And so the sheep have a right to pray as we do in this place as being part of that sheepfold, our Father. I'm not going to find that anywhere else out there. But we say it together, gathered because of the Good Shepherd. And since Jesus does this, it's through Him we have a freedom to go out and end before the changes and crosses at the present time. And there are so many. And today we could talk about all the disarray of churches today and all the arguments about what's the true church and where do you go? And I'd say, well, be Lutheran. Because in the end, it's not about being Lutheran. It's about the Lord and his grace that comes and gives it to you, his sheep. Not the governance, not the succession of men, not some spiritual experience you keep coming to get from some kind of fancy pants pastor. It's finally just Jesus for you as he gives his grace in full through word and sacrament. Because in the end, he is the shepherd of the sheepfold. No church body, 
no institution or management of man. We're going to have those things. But indeed, you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, through Jesus alone. Christ the door has made his sacrifice to be abundant life for you, his sheep. And so outside of him, kind of like what he said, there's only stealing, killing, and destruction. But listening to Jesus is life. It's always life. Even when it hurts, it's going to be life in the end because it comes from our good shepherd. This has always been the way of God's sheep as he promised in the Old Testament from the, from the prophet Ezekiel, the Lord said, and I will send over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them and he shall feed them and be their shepherd. The Pharisees did not provide this kind of a care and self-care was out of the question for those that truly heard the law's demands against their life. You just aren't going to do it on your own. American society will tell you can do that. You're independent. You're a free person. I have a right to do all these things. But not if you're going to be a sheep of Jesus Christ. Not even pastors can get away of that. We all need to be cared for by his grace and goodness of what he brings. As the shepherd, Jesus rightly could say, and you know it well, every time he spoke a lot of things, he always would say, he who has ears, let him here, this is all tying back to that sheep hearing his voice. Matter of fact, St. John, as an apostle of Christ, used that very saying as a pattern to the flock, writing in the book of Revelation these wonderful words, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he is speaking that to a, several different churches with all different circumstances, and he's saying, you're going to have to listen to the word, not just me as a preacher and an apostle, but finally it's going to get you to Jesus. And without him, you will do nothing. Life is an abundance from Jesus because it finally means finding pasture. Here's a quick little interaction sermon. Raise your hand if you live out in the country, if you live outside of town, raise your hand quickly. Live out of town or do you live in town? Okay. If you live out of town, you understand what it means about being in a pasture. It's more peaceful. It's not so busy. And you know what? For younger people, it's saying that everybody wants to have a little bit of a of that peace. Everybody wants a little land. They want to have a farm and they want to just have that peace. I lived that for 14 years in my previous parish. It was a great blessing. When I came to Wabash, I chose to live in town. Not because of the conveniences. Those are nice, too. But they're not all nice. I chose that because I wanted to be amongst a community that indeed would not be so peaceful, but because indeed that is where Jesus wants to be and understand his grace for people that you do not see right now in those pastures where you may live. That's okay, I'm glad for you. But Jesus did not accept that kind of way of life. So this kind of relief then 
for all of us, if you live out in the country, live in town, that relief comes, though, of finding pasture when sheep have the personal care Christ provides through his holy word and sacrament. And so for me, it's kind of like this as a pastor. I kind of go, well, it was hard enough to get everybody out in my one country church always to come. Lord bless them, but they were country people. All right, that didn't make them any more come to Jesus per se. But I, as a pastor who know that way of life, can tell you this. I don't know why people don't go to church so much in town. Because boy, it's just not all that peaceful at times. They should be fleeing to find refuge in what Jesus gives Church and this place should be a space where there is a certain peace, like a pasture, a peace to prepare for worship, where we're not chattering about the newest gossip or the, or the newest things going on, but really a peace to prepare to receive what Jesus gives all of us, a peace that passes all understanding from the Good Shepherd. And it comes connected, you know this, with his under-shepherds, pastors sent to seek out comfort and admonish in the pasture of his church. So really, I'm cared to call for not to go out and seek everybody out there, though I might bump into a few people. I'm here to, here to care for you. The best I can, I fail. But I always come back to Jesus. You can come with me. I promise you. He is always faithful to his sheep. And there's even a life together, strange to the world, where this flock by the door of Christ comes with care for one another. And this is what you really have to pay attention to. You've got to care for each other. It's not good enough that the pastor must care and step into your lives when needed. You have to know each other, care for each other, be concerned with each other. All right? It's kind of like what you heard in the, in the Acts text. They were all together and had all things in common, which means they understood each other's lives, their sufferings and their needs and their joys. Instead of being put out to pasture, like what happens to useless animals, our good shepherd brings us into relief so that whether we live or we die, St. Paul says we are the Lord's, to believe in Christ, then, for all of you is eternal life. And more than this, it's a heavenly rest, but also how we will raise up a new creation for his sheep that we will get to enjoy, physically speaking, with new bodies glorified with the good shepherd who already is serving us. So in the end, the sheep just keep following Jesus Easter does not ask you this. It's not a game show. What's behind door number one, two, or three? It doesn't ask you that. By his death and resurrection, Jesus is the only door. You know this as his sheep, redeemed, washed, and fed with the forgiveness by the good shepherd. To righteous, to, to, to hear him is good news because God has opened the door to his righteousness. And his holiness has won all good news for you by his salvation. To hear him is for you, but never alone. It goes for the whole flock. Walls have their purpose, my friends. But it's through Jesus, the door. His sheep always have abundant life. Amen. Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This is what the sheep always say in response to him who speaks to them. Amen. We continue at this time with the prayer of the church. Please rise.